Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 22. If you're counting all of the episodes, this is Episode 72. I am Craig. And I am Blake Bortles. And what? Blake well, Bortles? Well, I have nothing better Doesn't to do. Doesn't he have a starting job as a quarterback? No, I, I no? am here to talk with you, Craig, because I hear you guys love me so much. Oh, wait a minute. You're an imposter. That's not what Blake Bortles sounds like. You're right. I'm Brett. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, we're back for another week. Um, this week's uh, last week's DFS was actually much, much better oh than last my week. God, so much better. But you know what's also better? I have another guy. <laughs> so Craig sends me a random text message today and goes, I've got another guy. And I'm like, you know, you're starting to sound like a drug pusher. You know people, you can get stuff. And uh, so he's he's poured us a beer with a very interesting can. I might need to steal this can yeah, to show my wife. Of course. Um, if I'm reading this right, it's called Typhon Father... Or, uh, typhoon. Oh, is it Typhoon? There's only one O. I, okay. Well, either way. It's supposed to be Typhoon? I okay. assume. All right. Typhoon, mother or father of all monsters. It's a double IPA by River Sticks Brewing. Uh, we have not tried this, and nope. the printing, the description on it is tiny, so give me one second. They are in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Where is Fitchburg, I, roughly? I think I don't think it's too far past the border. I don't think I think it's in close to a treehouse. We should go. Okay. Okay, so Typhon or Typhon or Typhoon, father of all monsters, known as the most fearsome beast from lore. He is a New England style double IPA with a freakishly craveable juiciness and viciously crisp hoppy flavor. This beer contains more hops per barrel than any other River Sticks beer. Wow. Um so I'm looking at their website. It's 8.5 uh, ABVs. Uh, and the IBU is 25. See, that's that's unusual for an IBA IPA. That's a really low IBU. All right, yeah. let's do this. All right. And now let's this do is this. This is thicker than the one we had last week. It's almost juicy. It's I mean, like like a glass it, of juice. Yes. I like how they, they right. personalize it. He is a New England style IPA. That print on that can is tiny. All right, Craig's going first. What do you got? Wow, that is juicy. I don't. There's no strong, overly strong hop flavor. Um, definitely leaves the juicy aftertaste in your mouth. And it's hard to think that this is eight and a half percent because you can just keep drinking this. It smells like pineapple. It is very juice feeling. I almost want to say, without with the risk of being overly crude, if you didn't tell me this was a beer, I don't know that I would know that it was a beer. It's hmm. hoppy at the very end. Yeah, but a little bit of kick at the end. But just not... a little bit, but I mean, like you drink this, I almost feel like I'm drinking a juice. juice. Yeah. I like it. And Craig's <laughs> right. It is so smooth. It is deceptively smooth. So yeah. we're, we're right now at the three-minute mark. <laughs> You know, and, and this is one of three potential beers we have tonight. So yes. we have at least one more we're going to try at some point. But I, I feel like I think it's road trip time, brother. All right. It's time to saddle up. If this place is within like 30 minutes of Treehouse, um, we just oh, need to go. We need That's to right. go. And well, it needs to be like more than a day because I'm not going to mm. be able to drive back. No, we'll do an overnight. All right. We'll do like um, we'll do like a Saturday, Sunday thing. We'll go up Saturday morning. We'll hit one of them Saturday. I, and we got to find out if this place has a tasting room. Oh, it does. Okay. It does. Because, I mean, if it's just if it's just a place <laughs> we, where you go buy it, we're going to go sit in a, a, mo- a seedy-looking motel <laughs> and drink beer. <laughs> not that we not that we haven't done it before, but, you know, um, let's, we'll take a look at it. But, yeah, it's very solid. But did you did you say this one had a high ranking on Untapped? Did you look um, it up? Out of over 300 reviews, its average is 4.25. I'm thinking I've got a four and a half in my head for it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to finding out if it's Typhon or Typhoon. We should find that out. But it's spelled T Y P H O N. Right. Typhon. Typhon. Massachusetts. Do they type with their accent? I have no idea. Mm. No idea. All right, we're gonna keep drinking this. Yes. Week twelve DFS, and oh my god, it went so much better. So much better than week eleven. Week eleven, I lost my proverbial shirt. Yes. But last week I came on here and I'm pretty sure I did not check the tape before I came over here, but I'm pretty sure I advocated for a Carolina stack. I want to be clear when I advocated for that Carolina stack, I was hoping that Christian McCaffrey would get to the 25 point line. He did. And then 25 <laughs> more. So he made me look like a freaking genius. Cam had a decent game too, but I he mean, did. It, it carried the rest of the lineup. And again, that's the whole point of using the value plays. Yes. Dion Lewis and Jordan Howard were horrible. I pushed them both last week, but by saving money there, I was able to afford Christian McCaffrey and his 50 freaking points. Right. So it more than makes up for that. That's the thing. So it was a really good week. I cashed, I, I had I put in four lineups. Yep. McCaffrey was in three of them. Guess which three cashed? Uh, the ones with him. Yes. 
I, so I cashed pretty much across the board. Um, I more than doubled my money last week, which was great because I lost terribly on week 11. So when you bundle week 11 and 12 together, I'm up like $4.25, <laughs> but nice. I'm up. That's, that's true. The whole, that's, that's all that's, that matters. Exactly. And and because it was such a great week and I was averaging about 175 points per lineup, I cashed in both tournament and cash games. Typically, I, I, I focus on cash games and I'll toss a quarter tournament or a dollar tournament just to have fun. Um, but very rarely do they pay off because cash games and, and uh, tournament lineups are different. But on the rare occasion it, where it they happens. overlap, it happens. So, and you did pretty well yeah. too, did you not? Um, I, as per my trend, I did much better in FanDuel. Uh, came out way ahead in FanDuel because I discovered I, I do pretty good in their Quinella ups. Really? So put in a $2 Quinella up and, you know, $2 becomes 10 Yeah. Uh, so my big lineup for last week, uh, it featured McCaffrey and Barkley. Yes, and I James, had Saquon. And Jameis Winston. I had Saquon in a couple of lineups. But, I mean, again, that's the thing. If you go cheap at the other oh, running back I was, position. I was using a jet receiver. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and, and Chris Herndon. Yes. I used Chris Herndon and Cameron Bray in every lineup. The only two tight ends I started last week. No, that's not true. I started Eric Ebron in one. I, I started Herndon in a couple. I started Bray in one. I started Herndon in one. It, it's just, it's there. It, it's working. Yep. So. Anyway, so hopefully this week will be just as well. But let's move on to burning hot take questions. Let's yes. get on to that. Okay. Um, so, Craig, I will yield to you first. What have you got for me? Um, so I get, this is this is a Chiefs question. Um, so this week the Chiefs are, I think they're 14-point favorites. Versus oh, wait, Oakland. I have it right here. 15. Uh, 15. <laughs> 15 points. 15 points. And now, granted, they're playing. On Oakland. the road. On the road, and they're playing Oakland. Granted, but granted. 15 points is a lot of points. That's a lot. Um, so you being a Chief fan and seeing how the Chiefs are doing this season, yes, are the Chiefs real? Are they going to be able to keep this up next year, no, no. matter how far? You know, let's say say they get into the playoffs and they you know they lose in the playoffs, but next year, do you see them continuing this trend? No, no, you're just no because who does? I mean, the only real and again, I know the Patriots fans love it. Dynasty, <laughs> he's the goat. They love that. I get it. But Philly won the Super Bowl last year. They, yeah, they're not good this year. And, and what changed on their team? They got their quarterback back. Yeah, they became worse. Yes, <laughs> they improved themselves on on offense as much as they could, and they're not doing well. Their defense, I don't think, changed all that much, and they're not doing well. So I think year to year is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think the all Chiefs right. sustain it, but I my hope is. The Chiefs can make a good run this year and potentially make a Super Bowl this year. That's, you know, fingers crossed. It's a weak year in the AFC. They look really solid. Um, this week is, don't forget, Andy Reid as a head coach, I think in 16 years, has only lost coming off a of bye week twice. Once of them, once was last year and once was like years and years ago in Philadelphia. So he has, he comes off of bye weeks. He, the longer you give him the plan, the better he comes out prepared. Right. So I think that line is partly indi- indicative of that. Um, I just, I don't see Oakland putting up a fight. I don't No. So you see them covering that. I'm going to say they're going to win by three touchdowns. Yeah. I'm going to say they win by 21 easy. Okay. All right. Question from the cinch Peter King, um, formerly of SI. I think he's doing his own thing now. Okay. Suggested when the season is over, the Jags should trade their first and fourth round pick to the lions and acquire Matt Stafford. Does Matt Stafford solve the issues in Jacksonville? I mean, I think it can help because with Matt Patricia in Detroit now, I think him and Stafford are in different playbooks. I think this him being a first year coach, he he's kind of because he also, if you didn't know this about Matt Patricia, he's literally a rocket scientist. Yes. So he's very very analytical. So he's kind of managing everything. Looks and, like Bluto, doesn't sound like Bluto. Right. Um so I don't think Matt Staff- Matt Stafford isn't used to that kind of coaching. They're just like, hey, Matt, here's the ball. Go throw it. And now he's like, nope, run this play. Don't run this play. Do this. Don't do that. And I think it's a different it's- system. Yeah. It's a very different system. I don't think he solves the problems on defense. No, oh, God, no. I don't know what happened to the Jacksonville defense, but they are not the defense they, they were, were good? a year ago. Yes, they were very good a year ago. And, and this is what kills me. So when we get into the DFS stuff, I'm going to advocate strongly for certain Colts this week. Now, some of them ended up on the injury report today, so we're going to have to talk about that. But my initial DFS lineup for this week is is very dependent on the Colts. And the reason being 
it's dependent on the Colts. It's because everyone on the Colts got priced down because they're playing at Jacksonville. Yeah. News alert, the trio of Luck, Hilton, and Ebron put 60 fantasy points down on Jacksonville just a month ago. They did. They did. Why are we pricing down for Jacksonville? Why? They're home and And? Bortles isn't playing. And? That that helps their defense how? And TJ Yeldon's playing. And? None of this helps their defense. None of this says to me, we are going to be looking at the fourth quarter in a 28-25 game, and Andrew Luck is going to be like, man, I really got to get my shit together. No. no. Isn't Andrew Luck undefeated since he's been back? No, they've lost games. Have they? He's been back all year. Hasn't didn't he start week one? Did he? Thought so. I don't remember. Yeah, they've uh, lost. I'll look it up. They've lost. They've lost a couple games. But they're better, and they're on a win streak, and they're looking strong, and suddenly, finally, someone figured out how to use Eric Ebron. So yeah, Except for the one week I used him, and he got zero. And that's that's <laughs> the thing with Eric Ebron. Zero. I've heard multiple Not even experts. One catch. Multiple experts are like, I don't know. I can project Eric Ebron at 15 points every single week, and I'm either dead wrong or I'm dead wrong. Because yes. he's going to score 22 or he's going to score zero. You know, I almost kind of want to look that up. Hold on. We're going to do that really quick. I want to see what Eric Ebron's um, outcomes have been so far this year. So I'm going to the DraftKings, yeah. and I've already kind of tilted my hand and told you I'm using him this week at some point. So we're going to talk about him more in detail later. But let's talk about Eric Ebron's. Oh, he does have the questionable tag. <laughs> He didn't this morning. He didn't this morning when I put this lineup together. Okay. Let's just read down his year. Ready? Fantasy okay. points. All right. Fi- I'm going to round I'm going to round off okay, the nearest yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. 15. Okay. 12. Yep. 8. Yep. 15. Mm-hmm. 34. Oh boy. 17. Yeah. 6. Oh. 12. Uh, 28. Okay. 0. Oh. 22. Yeah, so it's really who the hell knows. He's only been <laughs> under 10 points twice, <laughs> three times all season. He's only been under five points once all season, and the dude's still only 4200 bucks. And against Jacksonville, he had 28.1 points, three for 69 and two touchdowns. So, nice. you know, I mean, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. So, all right, my question. All right. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so Baker Mayfield. I'm drink the rest of this beer. Yep, go ahead, because this is not a short version of the story. I'm sure everyone has seen this, but Baker Mayfield at the end of the game last week, where he did get some vengeance on his former coach, who's now working for the Bengals, um, shook hands with him, but Hugh seemed to want like a hug and kind of really talk to him, and Baker wasn't having it. That's fine, but then during the post-game comments, Baker Mayfield talked about how he left Cleveland and went to a division mm. rival, left like it was voluntary, nope. um, and then talked about how people shouldn't do that. Oh. The next day, when it was pointed out that he himself had left Texas Tech when he found out he would not have a scholarship, a.k.a. not be getting paid for it, because uh, that's how you get paid in college football, for those yes. who don't know, is you get a scholarship. When he found out that he would not be paid to stay at Texas Tech, he transferred to Oklahoma, who is also in the Big 12. So they're in the same division. The same conference. The conference. same power conference. Oh, right. He says they are completely not the same because he was losing his scholarship and he had no choice in the matter um, uh, and was angry at ESPN. He actually fired off several tweets at ESPN, most of which have been deleted since, uh, hmm. slamming the network for poor coverage of various things. Um Here's my question. Is it fair for Baker Mayfield to come out there and criticize Hugh Jackson in this situation? No, because um, Hugh was fired. Now, you know, say what you want about his record in Cleveland, whatever, or someone's a coach, blah, blah, blah. Right. But Hugh wasn't planning on getting fired. Right. Middle of the season. Would he be there at the end of the season? Maybe not. He wasn't getting plenty. He wasn't planning on getting fired in week, what, eight, ten, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, we, I think it was after week 11, wasn't so it? So what happens was Hugh, Hugh was a coach in Cincinnati for a long time. He was the offensive coordinator for a year. Yeah. Him and Marvin are pretty close. They're practically oh, best yeah. friends. Yeah. He gets a chance to go coach a team. He leaves. The Bengals tried to keep him. Mm-hmm. They offered him more money, and you know he's like, "Well, here's an opportunity to coach a team." Yes, yeah, you can't. You no can't, one in the Bengals got mad. They're like, "Oh, he's going to go coach the Browns." Oh my god! You can't offer him a head coaching opportunity because you're already glued to Marvin Lewis for reasons that we've already discussed. Yes, I don't understand. That's, that's a separate. Thing. But you don't have the availability <laughs> for that. I mean, you can offer him all the money you want, but at the end of the day, if there's a better opportunity, and this is something I I can't remember who said it. Might have been Colin Coward, but somebody has said this. Right. There is only 32 head coaching jobs in the world and the pro level. Yes. 32. That is it. There yeah. are not a number. That's not like something you can go down to the street and, and find another place that'll do it. Right. It does not make a difference what someone offers you. 
it's an exclusive opportunity. Yeah, definitely. So you've got to take it regardless of the money aspect of it. Yeah. You know, that's why it was so shocking to us last year when Josh McDaniels was like, no, I'm going to pass on Indy. Yeah. And now Frank Reich looks like a genius. Frank Reich is counting stacks of money <laughs> while Andrew Luck is sitting on a, a sitting in a chair next to him and said, somehow I just threw two more touchdown passes. I'm not sure how it happened. I was sitting here. <laughs> but that's where uh, we're at. But yeah, but Baker Mayfield leaving his school to go to another school in the same conference is essentially this. And he did that by choice. Because he well, it, well because he didn't well he was going to lose his scholarship but he didn't have yes. to leave no he would have had to pay for school right right and that's and that's understand and and the big thing was and don't forget that he didn't leave Texas Tech and get an, a scholarship at Oklahoma he left Texas Tech and then walked on at Oklahoma and earned a scholarship the next year so that year of schooling he he didn't have there was a year where he had no scholarship right he didn't have to leave Texas Tech. He left Texas Tech voluntarily and said, I can go to Oklahoma. I'm going to try out, and I think I have a chance to earn a scholarship, which he did. Kudos to him. But why is it not fair for Hugh to do the same thing? And Hugh did yeah. not voluntarily leave. No, at all. It's not like he got <laughs> named the head coach of the Jets because the previous coach had it worked <clears throat> into the contract. <clears throat> and then on the first day as the coach of the New York Jets, <clears throat> he said, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to New England because I want to coach the Patriots. It's not like that <laughs> happened. I took a different plane. I'm just <laughs> saying hypothetically, I'm not calling anybody out there. You know, it's not like, it's not like he took his coat. It's not like he took his, his team to a BCS bowl, got <laughs> obliterated by Nebraska, got on a different plane, flew to Maryland and took another job. Right. That no, I'm, these are all real world examples. I still have not forgiven Randy Edsel for that. I'm a Yukon fan and I actually danced when they lost this year. They got obliterated by temple in their last week. I love yep. my school. I really appreciate all the athletes that go out there and put their necks on the line and, and, and for themselves and for their school. I, I think it was a mistake bringing him back as a quick aside. I personally think the guy should be just shunned by society after he did that. Yeah. Did not even tell his own team. He was leaving to take another How job. He, he just got Maryland? into the plane. What was that? How long was he? I think a year and a half. He got oh. fired. Oh. Oh, yeah. He didn't do well. outside. He could have built a dynasty. He could have been the Jim Calhoun of football at UConn and decided, I'm going to take the money and go to Maryland. Now, granted, he had family ties there, okay. but you're established here. You just lost a BCS game, the first one in a school's history. And it's not like you lost a close game. It was like 41 to 10. You got obliterated <laughs> by Bob Stoops, by Oklahoma. <laughs> Back to Oklahoma again. She's all See, full all circle. Goes around. And you left. So this happens. This is business. Five years from now, if Baker Mayfield has a miserable season and Cleveland decides to cut him or not renew his contract, is he going to sit there and go, well, I can't play for anybody else because that's yeah. just the way it is. My code of ethics pre prevent me from doing it. God forbid, what if he has a fantastic couple of years, hurts himself in the last week of the season, and then gets traded to another team? Cough, Drew Brees. <laughs> Drew Brees uh, had what? no choice getting sent to New Orleans. He had no, no choice. Is that where he went? Yes. He was, remember, he was a charger. He had a horrific injury in week 16. Oh, I think it was a yeah. shoulder. And they traded him during the offseason because they weren't sure because they had already drafted Phillip Rivers. They drafted Phillip Rivers during the offseason. And they said, all right, we'll ship Breeze off because he's an unknown commodity. So Drew Brees have sat there and said, well, listen, hey, I, I just left L I just left right. San Diego. Yep, yep. I, I don't think it's fair for me to play for somebody else, even though it's another conference. I don't think it's fair. No. And here's the thing. Baker can feel that way. It's freaking America. It's fine. Don't but say it. No, no. Yeah, he's going to have to watch his mouth. Shake <laughs> Hugh Jackson's hand. And when you get in that Be scrum full of, yep, when you get in that scrum full of reporters and they say, we noticed you didn't hug Hugh. What's up with that? Oh, nothing. Nothing. I was just excited to get back here and get changed and get on to the next game. Big, very excited we won today. I wish Hugh the best. Good, good, good for yeah. him. That's uh, it. You're lying it, through your teeth, but do it. <laughs> And a side note, the dude that gave Hugh the ball on the sideline, he actually, reporters asked him about that, and he actually said he just wanted to give Hugh Jackson a game ball because he never got a chance I to. I watched that exchange multiple he just times. Handed, you know. That was not a, here you go, fired ex-coach. That was, here you go, coach. Yep. That was genuine from the get-go. Hugh smiled at him. He patted him on the helmet. It was genuine from the get-go. I had no problem with that whatsoever. But I have a problem with a rookie quarterback who stands a, a rookie quarterback from Cleveland who has accomplished nothing standing in front of a group of reporters like he's a freaking rock star because we haven't seen that before, have we? No. 
have ever, we? As did I he, he, the only thing he didn't do movements. was make the money symbol with his fingers. That's the only no. thing he didn't do was rub money with his fingertips. You're not a rock star. Aaron Rodgers called him and said, settle down, son, and then sent him a picture of his rings. He should have. I mean, oh, I'm just I'm, I'm making have. that up. <laughs> I'm, I'm making that up. Tom Brady took a picture of his wife and said, this is what five Super Bowls get you. Settle down, kid. You know, I mean, Tom Savage took a picture of something and said, settle down, kid. I know, oh, it, Tom Savage. It's just... I, 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 and, and we talked about it as a group and, and cinch was kind of okay with it. I know a couple of experts who were like, yes, I want that fire. That's I want not, my quarterback to be a little fire. bit fire. That's just being a jackass. Well, one, one guy, one expert I, 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 I listened to went so far as to say, I want my quarterback to be a little bit of an a-hole exact words. And I'm like, no, I don't No, no I don't. I'd rather have Drew Brees. Yes. <laughs> yes you know who's a little bit of an a-hole when it comes and this is gonna we're just gonna lose we're gonna lose half our audience yeah, right, right here right. on this tom brady because tom brady doesn't like the press nope. he doesn't put up with stupid questions he doesn't like being asked the question 17 times and he'll be blunt with you and he'll be short right. that's being a little bit of an a-hole that's that's all right this though. was full-blown <laughs> i'm gonna stand on top of a car Pay with attention the, to me <laughs> with a flamethrower with the word a-hole spelled out behind me and i'm gonna turn around like the rock did at wrestlemania and light my own sign on fire with a flamethrower and then stand there while it burns that's what this was remember that was that was that the la wrestlemania where the rock walked out for reasons unknown and someone handed him a flamethrower and they just lit up a sign that said the rock it might have been i was just like what is the point of this and he wasn't even wrestling he wasn't wrestling he was coming out to push a movie (laughs) he was just there i think he was coming out to promote push a transformers movie or something like you could call me megatron because i transformed what are you talking about why is that still on fire Okay, oh, this beer man. is going straight to my head. Excellent, open another one. Yeah, exactly. You have the you have the case. No, I have oh, the no, case. You have the case. Jeez, oh, it has gone straight to my head. Okay, so we have another River Sticks beer. We do, or we have something by Treehouse. What's Whatever your you grab first. Well, man, the Treehouse I... is on top. All right. So this is Lights On by Treehouse Brewing in Massachusetts. Yes. And it is an American IPA. Um, just for the record, for those of you who worry about our livers, we are only drinking half of these cans. Yes. So we're, we're, we're splitting them. these beers. There we go. So uh, I will I will let Craig do the pouring on this one because I, I can, I can right. talk to you fine, folks. So so that's burning hot take questions. Yeah, I had a real problem with the Baker Mayfield thing. It's a maturity thing, and what worries me is when I see bad maturity stuff out of quarterbacks, it typically doesn't get better. I look at guys like Johnny Manziel. I look at Ryan Leafs. Remember Johnny Manziel? Yeah, that was the guy I was referencing, a, a Cleveland quarterback who won nothing but thought he was the, the best thing on, on earth. So he... He needs to calm down. He needs to calm down. And I and, and I feel fine saying that because, you know, Baker Mayfield's never appearing on this podcast and he's never gonna he's too busy yelling at ESPN to yell at us. So all right. So now Craig has poured the beer. Let's do a quick taste test. All right. Ugh. All right, so this is Lights On by Treehouse. Yep. It's American Pale Ale. Um it is five point six percent. It does not have the IBUs. Really? Five point six. That's pretty light for an American pale ale because from what I understand, American pale ales are just dry hopped IPAs. They're IPAs that you dry hop late. Um, also, another like light penetration is pretty not there. Okay, this one's much hoppier. Oh, but so smooth. Hoppy but smooth. It's hoppy up front. Oh. Uh-oh. He got a reaction. It's like... It's aftertaste. Okay. All right. It, it, you drink it and you taste it, and it's like someone says in your ear, I'm hoppy. Do you like hops? And then kind of drifts away, and as it's... Dr- it comes back and yells, I'm hops! It comes back really strong late. Oh, Craig's oh, looking. Oh, all right. Yep, it's not like it overpowering is. hops. No, no, but it's. But it like you back. feel like the hoppiness has drifted off, and then all oh, of a sudden it it's back. There it is. That that's that's solid too. That's solid yeah, too. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to go to Massachusetts. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to make a road trip. <laughs> Wonder if they let us record live from there. Thing. We still this. love you, two roads. Hashtag oh, sponsor you're our, us. You're our home. You're our home. You're our home base. You always will be. But uh, until you sponsor us, <laughs> we're going to continue to do things like talk about Treehouse and other people, too. Which, I, you know what? The the one or two guys that we actually do know at Two Roads that listen to this podcast occasionally are probably like, we're freaking cool with that. We don't give a rat's ass. Yeah, we drink their stuff, it's too. Beer. Yeah, it's beer. It's beer. It's I good mean, beer. Yeah. All right. Let's play, let's play America's Favorite Game. All right. So this week we're going to – this week we have a twist. Oh. We have so many games. With high odds, 16 games. We have a full slate this weekend. Okay. No low. We're not going to do low. Okay. The lowest on the slate is Buffalo at 40 and a half. So I'm not going to actively tell you to avoid any games. But what I have in front of me is a list of five games, 
five of them with over-unders of 51 or better. Okay. Craig, with three strikes, can you name the five games that people should target Mm -hmm. based on their over-unders? All right. Let's go. You know what? Since we talked about it, let's just go Kansas City, Oakland, because Kansas City is going to score most of those points. Mouthful of beer. Oh, dear. Okay, I'm sorry. What? Kansas City, Oakland. Correct. 55 and a half points. Kansas City is a 15-point favorite. So that means they're estimating that game to be 35 to 21, roughly. Can, okay. 35 21, does that sound like a reasonable final? Uh, yes, because it's Oakland. They're kind of confused right now. I think it could actually even be worse than that. I would take the over on that. All right, so that's one. Give me another one. Um, LA Rams at Detroit. Correct. 54 and a half. The Rams are 10 point favorites. So that means they're roughly estimated 34 to 24. I don't see Detroit getting to 24 points, but I see the Rams possibly getting to 50. So I'm going to take the over there, too. Uh, Let's go Carolina at Tampa Bay. That's correct. This actually has the highest over-under of the week at 56. You know, Tampa Bay has the most yards in the NFL in their offense. And Carolina lit up Tampa Bay in their first meeting. Lit them up. So um, I think they did. I'm maybe thinking of a different game. (laughs) Either way, (laughs) Carolina's high on my list again this week on DFS picks. Uh, Carolina's a four-point favorite, so that means they're roughly guesstimating 26 to 30. And I, I'm going to say I'm going to take the under in that game personally, but I definitely think you can. There are folks. The whole point of doing these over unders is to target people, target Carolina at Tampa. If you're sitting there and you say, well, I can use, I'm just going to pull up names out of the year. I can use DJ Moore, or I can use Tyler Lockett. And I look and I see one game has an over under of 50 plus. I use the one with the over under 50 plus. All right. So that's three. You're three for three, oh, man. Thanks. All right. Let's go. There's um, two more games out there. And you have all your strikes. Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Wrong. Oh. Over under 48. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. The bottom line is Jacksonville can't score points. Cody <laughs> Kessler is a poor man's Blake Bortles. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. That's wrong. Strike one. Uh, New Orleans, Dallas. Correct. New Orleans, Dallas has an over under of 53. Uh, New Orleans is a seven point favorite, which is shocking to me. That means really? they're, they're saying 30 to 23. Ooh. would be the implied total. I mean, is Dallas's run defense that good that New Orleans would have to even bother? They're better. The thing They're... is, I don't think I don't think New Orleans can stop Dallas either. I, I think Zeke is going to run all over them. I'm not I'm not no, happy no. enough to run Prescott this week and 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 I'm not going to advocate for Zeke because I think Zeke was very expensive on DraftKings this week. Hold on, let's divert for a second here. Sure. Where are you, Zeke? Yeah, Zeke was 8,000 on DraftKings. That's a lot. And I don't get I don't have him at twenty four points. I have him at twenty one, so I can't advocate for him. All right. So anyway, so you've got four of the five, right? Okay. There is one more game out there, and you still have two strikes. Let's see, Chargers Pittsburgh. That is correct. Fifty one and a half. Craig has cleaned the board. Pittsburgh is a three and a half point favorite, which means that's forty eight twenty four. They're saying the final score will be twenty seven and a half to twenty four. So let's call it twenty eight twenty four Pittsburgh. Um. I mean, I, I think I actually would take I would take, take Pittsburgh in that game. No, I think I would take the Chargers getting getting giving three and a half. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh is three and a half underdog. No, yeah. no, they're they're a favorite. They're giving three and a half. Okay, right. I would take the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to win that game outright. I had an interesting discussion with one of uh, our friends on Twitter who is a big Pittsburgh fan, and he thinks they can beat. Um, they have the Chargers. They have the Patriots. They Melvin have, Gordon isn't playing this week. That's I'm fine with that. Austin Eckler is going to be fine. Uh, they have the Chargers, the Patriots, the Saints, and probably the Bengals. I think it's the Bengals or the Ravens. I think they have. I think it. the Bengals. I think the Bengals play the pit, play the Steelers. And the dude the, was like, like the last game of the year. And the dude was like, "We're going to go four and zero down this stretch. Tell me I'm wrong. Convince me I'm wrong." And I'm like, "You're wrong because you just went into Denver and could not beat." Denver <laughs> and you lost to the Chiefs and the Chiefs beat you and the Chiefs are better than at least two of those teams and I immediately got some random guy who was like yo man we way better than week two no you're not you are not way better than week <laughs> you're two. about the same if anything you've gotten worse since week two your defense <laughs> has gotten worse since week two Everybody else has gotten better, too. I mean, their only upside is they don't have to worry. Their Le'Veon Bell drama is pretty much over. You don't march into a 500 Denver club, lose, and come out there and go, yeah, we're way better than when we lost to the Chiefs. No, you're not. You just lost in Denver, and John Elway didn't walk through that door. Terrell Davis didn't walk through that door. Rod Smith did not walk through that door. You know, exactly. 
the, 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 the epic Denver Broncos did not walk through that door and you lost and you looked, looked bad Casey doing it. Keenum. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. You know, yeah. You lost to Case Keenum. That's really the Think end of the that. argument. <laughs> We're way better than week two. Case Keenum. And they have Demarius two. Thomas, who I regret drafting in every league. <laughs> Demarius is in Houston now. Oh, that's right. So, don't so don't yeah. you dare be down on Demarius. I am. You can't be. Did you not be. look at the ESPN league when the beat the Addicts league? That's true. Demarius Thomas won us our game. He scored That's like true. 14 points, and we only won by six. He secured a us a playoff point. spot. All right. I, I, I take back my statement. We got invited to one experts league. <laughs> one. Now we're in the playoffs. And Demarius Thomas, who Craig begged me to take in that draft, he's like, I, I think he's going to be good. Year, I thought he would be. I think he's going to be good. And we sat there. I was on the verge of releasing Demarius <laughs> Thomas last week. On the verge of cutting his ass. And I said, no. And then something happened. Oh, Robbie Anderson went on the injury report because yeah. that, that's how bad it is on that team. I was considering benching Demarius <laughs> Thomas for Robbie Anderson. And then Robbie Anderson ended up on the report. And I went, oh, we're going to have to roll with Demarius Thomas. See what happens. And I go to bed Monday night. We're down by four points at halftime. I'm like, yeah, oh, we we're just, screwed. We just won two big weeks. We did. We beat the only undefeated team in the league. He's 11 and one now, by nice. the way. And we've won four in a row to secure like- our playoff spot. And, and there's no there's nowhere to go. We are going to have to play in the first round. Top six qualify for the playoffs in this league. We are going to be no better than the fourth seed. Um, so we are going to definitely be. And, and the team we're playing is a team we beat earlier in the season. So, Good. well, you know, you know, what? Zeke, Zeke came around. Our season really has <clears throat> has flip flopped on Zeke. Yes, he was our one pick. And as Zeke goes, so has our team gone. So if Zeke can have another big week this week, we might be able to win another game. I mean, put us, you know. The Saints' uh, run defense isn't spectacular. Well, their think, defense isn't spectacular. I think so. we're we're one game over five hundred, so we must be seven and five. Two games over five hundred because we're no, we're through we're through twelve weeks, right? This is right. week thirteen. I think we're seven and five, so we could be eight and five going into the playoffs. It's not bad. Which would be nice. That's not it's bad. Very nice. But there are a lot of people who are listening right now who aren't in their playoff hunt. No, in one of my leagues, uh, that's me. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, I did not in any of I only do a handful of leagues. I really only do a handful of leagues because I like to focus on the DFS and I like to focus on the stuff for this podcast. So I'm out accepting the experts league in all of my leagues. I had a rough year. Uh, I a mean, lot of injuries. The the infamous home league where my first two picks were Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook. We're not even going to talk about Leonard Fournette. Who's not playing this week. We're not even going to talk about Leonard Fournette. His name will not be spoken. <laughs> the only thing that's good about it is that TJ Yeldon's cheap. No, well, not only that, but I, in terms of season long, I bulked up at running back. I recognized the moment I looked and I saw Fournette and Cook are my two running backs, I went out and got Mark Ingram. I went out and got Sony Michelle. I went out and got Austin Eckler. So I'm deep at running back. True. But it hasn't helped me. I'm still three and eight or three and nine or whatever the hell I am now. So I'm out in that league. So, so let's talk about some DFS because that's where All we right. want to help people. All right. So I emailed the metric to Craig. There are a lot of quarterbacks. I, I listen. I, I did. I did my personal projections um, this morning, and then after I finished my projections, I turned on Guru in the morning because I was looking at my projections, going, "This is not right. There is no <laughs> way these guys are all going to score like this." And the, one of the first things that John Hansen said when he talked about his rankings, he goes, "I've got like a dozen quarterbacks that are going to score twenty or more points," and all of a sudden, I felt better about my numbers. I'm still way higher than the Guru in a lot of places, but. This is where I'm at. I love Andrew Luck this week at Jacksonville. I think there's stack potential there. He's only 5,800. Um, I like Drew Brees a lot. I have them both for 25 plus points. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I'm not a big fan of. The metric has him at 23. I'm not a big fan of. Colt McCoy is a risk, but I also have him very high. I have Matt Ryan. The reason Matt Ryan is so high is because he's only 5,600. Atlanta's so hit or miss that they're, they're the numbers are dropping. They're playing Baltimore. So... Yeah, exactly. And they're at home against Baltimore. And we all know they play better at home. Uh, And this brings up the first debate question. of The next person down on my list is Carson Wentz, also 5,600. I've got him slated for about the same amount of points. You got to use one, Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz. Go. Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz? You got to use one or the other, and they're both the same price. Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, Because, I don't know, I just, my feelings about the Eagles are different this year, and they're just not, they're not the same team. Agreed. Agreed. So. So rounding out my list, Phillip Rivers. I've got really high. I've got Marcus Mariota because the Jets can't stop anything. Um, Poor Jets. Yeah. And then I've got Dak Prescott on the fringe there. He's at 5,400. 
He's probably going to have to throw a lot against New Orleans. He's going to be home. But if you're telling me who am I using, I'm using Luck or Breeze. If I can afford to go up to Breeze, I'll use Breeze. And now there are some injuries in Indianapolis. That doesn't bother you with Luck? That means someone's going to have to catch the ball. But Ebron and... and um, um, As long as Ebron plays, I'm fine. Uh, as long as Ebron plays. If T.Y.'s out, I can work around it. If Ebron's out, I think it hurts Luck. All right. That's where I'm going to go with it. So All right. right now, I'm advocating for an Indy stack, but... I may shift. Here's the thing. I can't advocate for stacking anywhere else. There's no other stacks with, I like. Even with Kansas City against Oakland? You wouldn't no, stack because they're them. too expensive. Mm. They are too expensive. Tyreek Hill is over nine grand. That's a lot. Let me say this really quickly. <laughs> and listen to me, America. This statement is factually accurate. In week 13 on DraftKings, Tyreek Hill cost you more than Todd Gurley. That's Let me that, say that again. That's, not a thi- that's a thing? That's a true that should statement. should not be a thing. You want, all right, let me look up the numbers. Here it is. Here it is. I, I remember looking at it and go, holy crap, that can't be the truth, but it is. Todd Gurley is 9,300. And Tyreek Hill is 9,100. Okay, I'm sorry. I lied. But still. I lied. You think Tyreek Hill has the same value as Todd Gurley? They're roughly the same price. No. But value-wise, you think they're even close? No, but people are putting them in the same basket because Oakland is terrible and Kansas City rolls after buys. That's what happens. So who do you like? All right, so my Brits Magic list, Luck, Breeze, Cousins, McCoy, Ryan, Wentz, Rivers, Mariota, and Prescott. There's a lot of value options. Who do you like? Wow. Um, I kind of like the top two. I kind of like um, Luck if no one. Luck no, and Breeze. If no, well, because with Luck, it would depend on who's hurt and who's playing. Agreed. Drew Breeze just throws the ball 50 times a game. Here's the only thing I'll say about Drew Breeze. The game is in Dallas. It's indoors. It doesn't matter. Drew Breeze is a better quarterback at home. This is yes. true. There's, there, to me, there's three tiers of Breeze. There's home, there's road dome, and there's road outside. Road outside, no, don't I don't use that. Breeze. I don't touch him. Don't touch him. Can't do it. Can't <laughs> win with him. Can't use him. But when he's on the road in the dome, I can do it. Let's move on to running backs. Okay. I want to start by saying the number one guy on my list gives me intestinal pain. <laughs> I drafted this man. You did. I think you dropped him He was him terrible, <laughs> and I dropped him. Our friend John picked him up, and played I you, laughed. I think. What's that? I think he played you that he week. He might have. And I laughed. I laughed the laugh of a man who was just like cheated death. <laughs> like one of those lean back, starts out little, and ends up in a full-blown cackle. Like, ha, 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 That kind of laugh. Lamar Miller has come back to screw me again and again <laughs> and again. I am watching the Monday night game, and I am in a, cl- I'm in a showdown pool. My captain was Dak Prescott. I was in the cash in a tournament format. It was a $3 cheap tournament. I was ready to, I was in a line. So we're like a third of the way through the game. Great. A lot of time to go. Yeah. But he's had a great game so far. Um, Deshaun Watson, rather. Watson is my, 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 uh, my captain. And then Lamar Miller somehow finds 97 yards of running room. The second longest play from scrimmage in Monday night football history. And all of a sudden, I literally had DraftKings open my phone and I dropped from in the money to the bottom 10%. Yep. Yep. He cannot. He haunts me. And he is high on my list this week because Houston is running at home against Cleveland. So I'll use Lamar Miller at 4,600, but I am sure as hell not happy about it. I'm also liking Carlos Hyde. Um, with Fournette out, Hyde might get some action against Jacksonville, but I think Jacksonville's going to be playing from behind, and their quarterback is Cody Kessler, so I don't really love that play. I Peyton Barber is also high on my list, and I just can't do anything more with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm surprised TJ Yeldon's so far down. He is. He is because he's not cheap. He's 4,400, and he's only going to get about 12 points, in my opinion. The next guy on my list, we have to talk with hushed voices <laughs> because it's Frank Gore. Can't Yet again, quit you. Yet again, Frank Gore <laughs> finds these ways to weasel into my heart. I'm looking at Frank Gore and I'm like, I can use Gore. If he gets in the end zone, he's good for at least 12 points. He's, he's only 3,500. And he's only 3,500. If he gets to 12 points, he's a 3.4x. Yep. Oh, man, it kills me. Um, so the other people on my list, Philip Lindsay, I've got above the value line. Philip Lindsay's stock just continues to soar. I've got him at uh, 18 points and he's over just over 5,000, but here's the, here's my shocker. And the guy I am absolutely going to use. Okay. I'm saving money elsewhere. I'm going to go cheap elsewhere because I want to use Saquon Barkley this week, Chicago at the giants. Saquon Barkley is 7,900. 
it's he, pretty pricey. Chicago has given up an average. I heard this from the guru today. 22.6 points to running backs this season. That's a lot. 22.6. I thought Chicago's defense was supposed to be good. They are, but they don't stop the running backs. Saquon Barkley is not your average running back. No, he's pretty good. So if I see he, he's getting an average 22 points, I'm going to give him 25. Easy. And at 8,000, that puts him way over 3x. Just, well, not really. It puts him all over uh, close. But it puts him over. So I am going to pay up for Saquon Barkley this week. The last guy on my list I'm not big on. Oh, there's two more. is Corey Clement and Tevin Coleman. Eh, not big on either of them. So here's my plan. Okay. I am going to use Frank Gore, and I am going to use Saquon Barkley. And when you get to the wide receivers, you're going to see my master plan is to save money at wide receiver so that my flex can be very expensive. All right. So... Let's talk about the wide receivers. So use Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, let's put it this way. If I use Lamar Miller, which I'm telling you right now, I am not going to do unless I have to. Right. He will be terrible. So listen to me, America. (laughs) On Saturday, I'll post on Twitter, I am using Lamar Miller or I am not using Lamar Miller. Right. Do the opposite of what I do. If I leave (laughs) Lamar Miller. What's that? Make two lineups. One with and one without. If I leave Lamar Miller on the bench, start him in all formats. (laughs) Start Lamar Miller and Saquon Barkley in all formats. If I say I'm using Lamar Miller and I hate myself for doing so, do something different. Oh, Craig just made a face. I just looked at the receiver list. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. All right. So who are you going really about? Go ahead. Uh, wait, the receivers? Yes. You just made a face. Uh, something jumped off the page at you. Why is why is Josh Doxson on this list? <laughs> Josh Doxson. Why? Alex Smith isn't playing. <laughs> because Josh Doxson's really the only major option there, and he continues to be only only 4,500. So I'm more interested in the name after him, but there's really only two value plays. The only two value plays are Bruce Ellington and Adam Humphreys. I'm not big on Bruce Ellington because I don't think Detroit knows what the hell it's doing, but I am no. coming around on Adam Humphreys, and I hate to say that. I and he's swore. On Tampa, Tampa Bay, right? I swore. I, like a blood you know, oath. You, I've noticed you did that a lot. You've sworn things and then you've had to undo the unswear. You You're right. Yep. And that, that's an expression in Fairfield. Never in Fairfield. Wow. In fantasy, <laughs> never say never. You never say never in fantasy football because it always comes back to bite you in the ass. I said yeah. no more Tennessee. I've used Deion Lewis two of the last three weeks. I said no more Tampa Bay. Now all of a sudden Peyton Barber starts sneaking well, in my lineup. There's a receiver in Seattle I will never use again, and I'm not changing my mind. I, someday you'll have to, and I, I look forward to that <laughs> happening, but it won't be this week. Adam Humphreys has very quietly become the number one receiver there. Even Mike Evans, he's outpacing Mike Evans at this point. He's been over 20 points three of the last four weeks. I think four of the last six. He's got he and and he's only 4,200. That's at forty two hundred. If he gets to four twenty four points, that's five. It's five X. That is cheap. I only am slated for 13, but even at 13, that's still three X. True. So I, I, the other guy I like is Bruce Ellington. But again, Bruce Ellington's Detroit. Oh, so no, you don't want that. The only reason I would like Bruce Ellington in this is because they're playing at home against the Rams. They're probably going to be down 31 to three and they're going to be throwing the ball left and right. So here's what I'm looking at. Okay. Those are my only two clear value plays. Yep. I'm going to use Adam Humphreys. Okay. If I'm doing the luck thing and Hilton is healthy, I'm going to use TY. Right. Then I'm going to go value somewhere else. I'm going to use somebody under 6,000. Okay. I want to use Robert Woods, but he's 69. Big Bob is expensive. He's going to get like 20 to 22 More points. More than likely, yes. <laughs> but I'm looking at names like Larry Fitz, DJ Moore, Corey Davis. Again, here we go again. I'm yeah. never and using now, a Titan again. And here I'm talking about Corey Davis again. But with DJ Moore, you know, Funches is still out. So that helps. That helps a lot. That helps. But how much is Carolina? Is Carolina going to throw a lot against Tampa? And if they are, are they going to uh, throw to McCaffrey? I, mean, I love McCaffrey this week, but he is the most expensive running back on the slate. So he's a flex if I can afford him. And okay. now you see where I'm kind of trying to go cheap elsewhere. I want to right. sneak that really expensive guy in. So I'm going to go cheap at wideout this week. Very cheap. There is no way I'm using Tyreek Hill. Not doing it. Can't do it. He's $9,000. He's got to get to 28 points. And I don't 20? have him at 28 points. I don't. How many points do you think he'll get? 20 to 25. Tops. But 25 but is not, a ceiling. He's not passing 30. Right. So here it is. Here's the soundbite. I'm going to say 25 is his ceiling. And next week when you tune into the show and he's had 39 points, <laughs> you'll hear Tyreek Hill, 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 Hill. 
25 points, ceiling, 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 ceiling. You'll hear like this reverb thing. They did that <laughs> once for Colin Coward. I think it was, it was, I think it was when Charlie Weiss was still at Notre Dame and he did an entire segment about how Charlie Weiss is a planner like Andy Reid is. Yeah. And you give him weeks, he's going to find a way. And then Notre Dame got slaughtered in their bowl game after having four <laughs> weeks to plan. And the day after the bowl game, they came on the air and they just played this reverb heavy kind of like from the grave replay of him saying that Notre Dame was going to thrash in there. And he comes on the air and he's like, yeah, we're not talking about that. So, all right, tight ends. Well, look, top of your list. If he's healthy, it's Eric Ebron. If that's, I a have, big, that's a big, if. it is. I have, and this is for the first time in weeks. I have multiple tight ends in the value range. I do. I have multiple tight ends. This is going to be a good week for tight ends. I've got Eric Ebron at the top of my list. I think he's going to get to 16 points. I really do. Uh, I've got Chris Herndon again. Chris Herndon I mean, just continues to. He's really their main offensive weapon. He got point. targeted <laughs> something like eight times last week. He caught five passes for 60 yards by halftime and he was at value. Yeah, he was twenty eight hundred. He mean, had like twelve points and half. Jets, the Jets don't have a lot on offense, but he's he's one part. He's of it. it. He's pretty much it. He's the part of it. So I've got so I, and I've used Herndon the last two weeks. Trey Burton, I've got high, but I'm not big. It's uh, your the buddy Giants. Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper, I've got high because he's back down to thirty nine hundred, and I think you get some points. He does play better at home, but I'm again, if Sanu and Ridley are both healthy, Hooper's targets and decrease. Again, um, thank you, Calvin Ridley, for fumbling that touchdown you yeah. almost had yeah it was like a 40 yard pass and and mohammed sanu drives ball. me nuts i can't figure out what to do with mohammed sanu i use him and he gets two targets i don't use him he gets eight i don't know what to do with mohammed sanu <laughs> i don't it's like it's like Is matt it like- ryan walks by his locker and says dude how you feeling today and mohammed sanu is either like i could rule the world or man i'm just not feeling great today and ryan increases or decreases his targets <laughs> as a, because when mohammed sanu is on yeah, he's this, that on. last game he had a whole bunch of targets and he caught like five or six passes and after each one he stood up and slammed the ball down and looked like he was ready to fight somebody. <laughs> he looked like he was ready to pull out a sword and scream, "Are you not entertained?" It was that's but I mean then you see the ones that goes off of his hand and he just kind of looks and goes, "I don't know." Nah, yeah. You know, I, I don't I, I'm not trying to downplay maybe Mohammed Sanu does have issues with depression. If he does, God bless him and, and good luck with it. But it feels like it's, counseling. it's bipolar almost. There's two Mohammeds. There's two Mohammeds. One out goes out there and, and, and owns the world, and one out just goes out there and doesn't look like he cares. He's like, yeah. So when that happens, you don't know what's going to happen with Austin Hooper. Uh, and then the last one on my, my list is Ben Watson. I keep projecting Ben Watson for big days, and it just never happens. My projections on Ben Watson have him at nine points. He is a 3,000. That means basically if he catches a touchdown, he's making value if he doesn't. So here's what I'm going to say. If you think Ben Watson's going to catch a touchdown this week, use him. Period. I think he is. Period. If you think new, he's going into Dallas and he's going to catch a touchdown against Dallas, then I mean, use Ben Watson. 1,200 less than uh, Ebron. So. But that's it. That's it. I I know what kind of production. Well, I hope I know what kind of production I'm going to get out of Ebron. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Ben Watson. If, but he, So here's the easy answer. If you think Ben Watson will catch a touchdown, use Ben Watson. End of story. There you go. That's it. I'm personally. Or so there's my, my list. Ebron, Herndon, Burton. Herndon, Ebron, Herndon, Herndon. Oh, Jesus. I need another beer. Uh, we have another Burton, beer. Burton, Hooper, or Watson. Which one do you like? You like? Do you think Do you think you can use Watson at 3,000? Um, I think I can, especially if it means I save money and I can use Barkley. Yeah, again, but- that's there are two guys you want to pay up for this week, in my mind, in the running back ranks, if you can, and they are Barkley and McCaffrey in that order. I think McCaffrey is going to have another big week. I think he's yep. good for about 25, 30 points. But I think Bar- but Barkley is a full $1,000 less, and that's the key. So, all right, really quick, we want to do right. defenses because yep. I, there's one more topic I want to tackle before we shut off. My value, I only have two values this week. I love the Rams at Detroit. The, Detroit doesn't know what's going and on. And here's the thing. The Ram defense is only 2,600 on DraftKings. 2,600. To get to 3x, they only need 7.8 points. That's yeah. like two turnovers in a sack, and all of a sudden, they've got it. Yeah, and you know, last time they, they played the Chiefs, they had like three touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> oh, if they get in the end zone, it's done. Because don't forget, okay, so it's six points for the touchdown, but then you're going to get whatever the defensive fumble recovery instantly. If the Rams make the touchdown, if the Rams get in the end zone defensively, they've made value, period. Right. The other team I like is the Chiefs just because Oakland's inept. And it's the same thing. The Chiefs are only $100 cheaper, so I don't see a situation where I'll put... Unless I am absolutely out of salary, I don't see a reason why I would use the Chiefs over the Rams, but I love the two of them. Yep. 
I would I would go with the Rams playing Detroit. Indeed. Hello, Fiona. Indeed. Fiona has entered the studio, probably because she's not happy with her new cat food. Nope. Nope. So, all right. So, quick side topic to end yeah. the podcast. You before should we open the final that other thoughts. beer. Should we? Well, okay. I'm not going to review this one because we don't we don't have a whole, ton, a whole ton of time. I mean, you know, quick review. All right. Like, you know, tell you if it's good or not. So, the Chicago Bears are coming to the New York Giants this week. Yes. Our dear friend and fellow podcaster, as a car alarm goes off outside, I don't know if that picked up or not. It might have. I'm just going to pour this all in my glass, by the way. I'm just going to okay. drink this. Um, Sean has tickets to that game. He does. He's going with his brand new wife. All right. He's married. Yes. Oh. Yes, you were there. Oh, that's right. Um, he's going <laughs> with his brand new wife. Yep. I believe she bought him the tickets as a gift. Okay. She's a hardcore Giants fan. She is. Hardcore. She is. She's watching it on her phone. So I'm putting three to one odds that Sean is killed in MetLife Stadium when he walks in there with his Bears, Bears gear. Mm, okay. Does Sean survive? I think he does because I've been to um, I've been to the stadium and uh, you know they share the stadium with the Jets and I've been there with a Patriots fan who actually it was and now like I'll preface this by saying it was a preseason game. See, so yeah, that's that changes everything. Well, actually, no, 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 no. I was there from one time with a preseason game. This time was a it was a night game. I don't remember if it was Sunday or Monday. He was in full full Jets gear or not Jets gear. He's Patriots gear. Patriots gear. Uh, we were in the parking lot, you know, cooking out, and then we go into the stadium and we're walking by these other guys who are they're in they're in full Jets. They're all green. They have paint on their face. Yeah, they're breaking down their tables and stuff. And he walks up to them and he starts like yelling like yeah, and he points to his like his jacket and his hat which are patriots yeah and this dude looked like stopped what he was doing looked up at him he had a table leg in his hand <laughs> like at like really like a club yes and he lived so i think sean will be okay in beers all right so you're gonna say you're beer. gonna take you're gonna take survive yeah they've been married about well they got married on october 27th so it's yep. been a, right about a month yep does their marriage survive going to giant <laughs> to a giants game where that's a different question <laughs> so i'm putting that at 50 50 your thoughts um yeah i'm mm, wow they're only a month into the marriage <sighs> 75 25 75 percent it survives <laughs> mm. which way which way are you leaning <laughs> I don't, i'm not sure which uh, i mean i guess it depends who wins i'm gonna go well it's bears at the giants i mean so you the gotta bears think are gonna win. i mean trubisky's still on the that's injury report really, but still um, that's gonna be a really uncomfortable drive home if the giants <laughs> If, if the it, Giants win that game, I'm going to... All right, so all right, I, I got to put two different sets. I'm going to say okay. 85% chance their marriage survives if the Bears win. Okay. 65% <laughs> chance their marriage survives if the Giants win. All right. I think he's going to be a lot saltier than do she they, would be. Do they, do they survive the car ride home? Oh, I'm putting 100% chance at that because they got to file the divorce. All right. Okay. So I'm putting. I mean, because that... get out of that stadium. That's a that's a long. That's I, I, a long I don't know if they're driving car. or if they're taking the train because there is a train to run straight to the Meadowlands now. That's true. Now that's true. That he may not even make it to the stadium because if he's on a train full of drinking Giants fans <laughs> from Bridgeport area all the way down, that's like a full hour, hour and a half ride because you've got to go into Penn. You've got to go into Grand Central, divert to Penn, and then take. And it's it's all one train, but it stops. It stops there in Grand Central. It loads up the whole way. Have you ever taken any of the expresses down to the city for a baseball or football game? To the Yankee Stadium. Okay, so you've seen that. Yes. That's hardcore in and of itself. Yep. Now, factor in a stop at Grand Central to pick up more people, a stop at Penn Station to pick up more people, and a trip down the New Jersey Railroad line. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of drunken Giant fans who think Eli Manning is the GOAT. I mean, he... He did beat the Patriots twice. There it is. You know what it is? I'm going to I'm gonna give him 50 bucks. <laughs> I'm going to bet him 50 bucks. I want him to stand at the front of the train <laughs> and scream, Mitchell Trubisky is better than Eli Manning. <laughs> and he's and hurt. If he survives, yeah, a hurt Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> is better than Eli Manning. And if he can get off that train in one piece, I'll give him 50 bucks. All right. I'm I'll not, give you half of that. I'm not lives. actually going to give him 50 bucks. Uh, we'll no, start a no. GoFundMe. We'll go start um, GoFundMe but, for um, his medical bills. Really quick, what's the name of this beer we're drinking? This is... This is also by uh, River Sticks. Uh, they, they name all of their beers after mythological creatures. Yes, Aistros, they do. Astrios, the Titan of Worlds, planets, and words I can't read because they're printed too small. Yeah, it is a Hold weird on. label. 
Titan of Winds, Planets, and the Wandering Stars. He is a New England-style double IPA. Wasn't the last one a New England-style Yes. Movie? Well, he is a New England-style double IPA with a supernova of juiciest and a layer of hops that will send you traveling through the cosmos. Craig has been drinking while I've been doing my announcer voice. Craig, are you traveling through the cosmos? I might be. Um, juicy, but you get a lot more hop flavor than the last one we had from them up front. Agreed. Still really good, though. Really, really cloudy. Um, it's, it is like drinking juice, but... My final thought this week, we're going to move on to final thoughts. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb, of course. My final thought has been, have you seen the Bud Light commercials where they're entertaining the Duke in the Dilly Dilly Kingdom? Yes. And he's trying to get him to drink something. He's right. like, you need... And he, he ordered a mead or something? No, that was that was in the bar. Okay. He's hosting a Duke, and a Duke gives him this beer. He's like, you need to smell it. Then you need to admire its color. <laughs> then you need to prepare yourself for the mouthfeel. And the king's like, no, just bring me some Bud Light. And that's the whole joke of it. I'm I'm like, that's not us, right? I mean, if you're comparing it, I mean, you can't compare this to Bud Light. No, but I mean, like, we're not those guys that, like, overthink beer, right? We just, we, we look at it. We, we look, look at, it, at for, it. We look at it for density because density tells us something about the flavor, how intense the flavor is going to be. Right. We smell it because that gives us a heads up on what the flavor palette's going to be. And we swish it a little bit because we really want to get a good taste of it. Yes. Yeah, so but it's I mean, not like I sit here and go, oh, the mouthfeel on this one's particularly no. dry. No, I mean, we'll say if it's really juicy because that's like a, and this that's one, a definitive, like, you know, taste. Under the heading of light penetration, this one's juice-like again. It's very yeah. thick looking in the glass. Yeah, but I mean, you can't, you can't compare this stuff to Bud Light. This is, well, the whole this idea is like is, liquid gold. The whole idea was that. There are beer snobs out there, and Bud Light drinkers aren't beer snobs. So, I mean, if I if it's in a cooler and I'm at a party and there's a Bud Light Lime, I'll probably drink no, it. No, God, no, no. That's where I draw my line. I'll I have too much respect drink, for myself. That's the only Bud drink I'll drink. I have too much respect for myself. I will not drink a Bud Light. I, I, all right. So, three second story, <laughs> and then we got a crazy mouth thought. Back when I worked for the Bluefish, there came a day where we wanted to do some painting in one of the retail areas. My boss was like, "I can't pay you." Because it's off season, would you be willing to come in and just donate an hour or two of your time? I'll bring pizza and beer. And I said, don't bring any shit beer to this thing, and I'll come. All right. I walk in. He got pizza from Crossroads in Bridgeport, which is solid pizza. It sounds it's good. decent it's pizza. Decent. It's Greek style. It's got a very thick free. crust. Yes. And free then he pulls better. out a cube. I'm not even joking. A cube. A cube. A 48 pack of Michelob <laughs> Ultra. No, it wasn't 64. Ultra. It was regular Michelob. <laughs> It was a Michelob Gold or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, it was like a, I'm sorry, it was a 36 pack cube. He's like, look, I got a dirty 30, and I'm like, I'm leaving, <laughs> and I'm taking that pizza with me. I, I stay, but I'm like, I, I'm not drinking that. I, I just, I just got too much self respect. I'm just not no, a commercial I mean, level drinker. I'm not. I used to drink MGD. Sam Adams was my default beer if I ever went out. Remember when Sam Adams was the fancy beer? Yes, that's why I drink it. <laughs> I, I drink, never was a big Sam Adams fan. I've never I was. I didn't drink Budweiser. Never was. No. But, you know, and it's funny because my father-in-law will sit there and say any beer that's not Bud or more I common can't. is communist. Yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, there's parties people get and they have a keg of Budweiser and if it's hot out, I'll maybe I'll have one. No! I don't know. No, and that's funny because you know what my wife's but favorite. But Deb really likes Bud Light. Bud Light so. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> I can't. My wife's favorite go-to beer when she's had enough beer and she just wants to have one more drink is like PBR. And that's become very hipster. PBR is so bad that it's good lately. But didn't they think they're going to stop making that? They might be. They might be. They're fighting for their lives, basically. So anyway, I'm sorry. We're over right. time. Craig, yes. your final thought. Uh, my final thought is, yeah, look for um, look for value plays this week, especially low, yes, low price people. Uh, definitely pay attention to injury reports because there are several people who did not practice today, and today's being Wednesday, and you're going to hear this on Thursday. Right. So make sure you listen to that, and um, you know, always try a new beer. Absolutely. Absolutely. If if my my whole strategy this week is Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, if I can afford them, and that means I've got to go cheap elsewhere. So value plays are key this week. And if, if they work out the right way, then we might be in a situation where we had like last week where all of a sudden you're looking at 178 points because your two big plays paid off. Right. So we'll be back next week. We are almost done with the season. God, remember when the season just started? We are two third, three quarters of the way through the season. We've yeah. only got five weeks left. That's crazy. Six if you count this week, I guess. 13, 14, guess, 15, uh, 16, 16, 16, 16, 16. No, five, 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 five weeks, five weeks. And we're, we're now we're going to go back to huh, what are we going to talk about in the offseason? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was having a conversation with Cinch about that today. He's got some ideas. He wants oh, to, boy. he wants, 
He wants Sarah. to start a game where I find an obscure NFL player, add in two reality TV stars, and find out if you can guess which one is the <laughs> player. So I, and I'm like, you know what, Cinch, that's a great idea for the offseason. Yeah, so not? anyway, we're way off traffic. Good luck in week 13. If you are going into your fantasy playoffs, this is usually the last week for a lot of teams because if you have three rounds of playoffs, then this is the last week. Um, or if you have a, a season that ends in week 15, good luck this week in your season long. Good luck in your DFS. Until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Check time? Yeah. Okay. So who's starting for the Jaguars this week? Uh, Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler. So this is like on the soap operas when somebody would go on a break and they'd be like, the part of Blake Bortles tonight will be played by Cody Kessler. Yes. <laughs> or like on Broadway. Was it like every Thursday they give the stars off? Tonight. <laughs> Bette Midler's part of Joe Schmo will be played by random actress. And everybody in the room goes, oh, I can see it already. QB number X, Cody Kessler. Hey, what's the worst, Cody Kessler or Jeff Driscoll? Oh, nice.